0: and mercy to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the gospel reading we heard Jesus say that if you love me you will keep my commandments therefore I think on this day Mother's Day it's appropriate for us to ponder the fourth commandment honor your mother please be seated well honor your mother God expects it why is that I'll tell you why you honor your mother because God used your mother to give you life as well as to care for your life once you were born Mom is God's hand. Mom is God's mouth, God's instrument, God's mask. In other words, God is at work, and he uses mom to create and sustain life. God is personally at work through mom. Psalm 139 teaches, for you, God, you formed my inward parts. You, God, knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, God, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. My frame was not hidden from you, God, when I was being made in secret, intricately woven. This is why you honor your mother. And so as you honor her, you honor God, because he uses her as his instrument to create you and to sustain you. You remember in the New Testament that Jesus honored his mother, Mary even in the agony of his crucifixion. Jesus, hanging on the cross, was concerned for her well-being even then, giving her to the apostle John so that she would be taken care of. To Mary, Jesus said, Woman, behold your son. And to John, he said, Behold your mother. Remember that in John 19? Well, motherhood is an extremely physical and creaturely vocation. It's, in many people's eyes, so ordinary and so so mundane. But it is also very important. Again, God creates and God cares for his creatures through his creatures. In the biblical scheme of things, and in this order, a man and woman get married, enjoy intimacy, and God willing, the wife gets pregnant and bears a child or children as time goes on. And yet, it is God who is the one at work in all of this physicality and all of this creatureliness. Being a mother is a divine vocation. God instituted it in the very good of creation. God blesses motherhood. He's delighted with it. Be fruitful and multiply, he commanded in the beginning, you remember? And so getting married, bearing and raising children is fundamental to being a woman. It's beautiful. It's very, very attractive. After all, being a baptized believing woman or mother does not exist. She doesn't exist to live for herself. She lives outwardly, not inwardly. Outwardly, she lives before God by faith. And before others, she lives and serves her neighbor, her husband, her children. She lives not to be served, but to serve. And because mom's a faither in the Lord Jesus for salvation, she just naturally lives sacrificially for the sake of her family. She literally offers her body as a living sacrifice, Romans 12, in her marriage, in her motherhood, in her home, and in her family. Mom's sacrificial service of love begins with what? It begins with the pregnancy, an incredibly and astonishingly She cares and nurtures her baby even before she knows that there's a life conceived and growing in her. That's really quite beautiful. This is one of the most exquisite aspects of God at work in our lives. This, too, is also a great example of sacrificial service, even when you don't know you're doing it. Remember Matthew 25? As mom shares her body with her baby, her physique or her frame is stretched to the hilt. Sometimes there is intense acne. Her emotions are pulled to the breaking point because all her time and all her energies are consumed. Aches, pains, morning sickness, and then come the labor pains. Pushing with all her might and almost losing her life in the process so that the baby can be born. It's exhausting, it's draining. It is incredibly hard, physical work. So from conception to birth, mom sacrificially cares for her child or children. She just can't help it. Her body kicks in and does its job as God created it by providing essential prenatal care. This is why, if you weren't paying attention in biology, this is why the hormones shift and rage during the pregnancy. It's why mom's body literally is reshaped and restructured as the baby within her grows and grows and grows. And again, God is at work through her. God is the one who crafts and nourishes and protects and cares for the baby through the female creature or woman called mom. Mom receives from God this little gift growing within her and she willingly gives up part of herself for the baby's formation. She sacrificially shares her body, gives it room for the sake of baby having sustenance and shelter. Brothers and sisters, God's care for the child through mom continues after birth. I know this is all Captain Obvious, but it's also beautiful, isn't it? It happens after the baby's born, God continues to care. Nursing, diaper changes, bathing that little body, meal prep, laundry, the list goes on and on. Commitment, dedication, sacrifice. Yes, it is beautiful. It is very, very attractive. And so it's a tragedy when people mock motherhood and reject it because it supposedly shackles women and supposedly prevents them from reaching their Potential. Potential usually means making sure that you live only for who? Yourself. For your needs. To meet your desires and wants. And that's a life that is curved in on itself. That's not a human way of living. That's not God-pleasing. Because it's idolatry. It's the worship of the self. So motherhood, when that happens, isn't honored. Because God's not being honored. Now, are there any of you here who despise motherhood? Are there any of you here that believe that the heart of being a human being is to live only for yourself? Is there anyone here who believes that to truly be a human being you have to fulfill yourself? Namely, I have to take care of me, myself, and I alone? Are there any of you here that believe the lie that having children will wreak overpopulation? that having children will bring about disastrous climate change and destroy the world? Do you believe, any of you here, do you believe that having children has to take a back seat to everything else in your life? Do you believe that you have better words than the Lord, who said in the very good of beginning, be fruitful and multiply? If you do, then you dishonor God and what he wants honored and what is pleasing to him, namely motherhood. You'd better repent because you're not God, you're his creature. You need to learn to trust God and be dependent upon him and his gifts. I want you all to use another mother as your example for the life of faith. I'm talking about the virgin mother Mary. In the scripture she exhibits to all of us what faith looks like and how faith talks. She trusted what the archangel preached even when the sermon and the result of the sermon went against all her education, her feelings, and her experience in life. She, a virgin, pregnant by the Holy Spirit, and the baby is the divine Son of God, the Savior of the world? Faithful Mary exclaimed, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word, Luke 1. Now, again, since I'm a Captain Obvious kind of preacher, I will note once again that Mother's Day is bittersweet for many. Because life is full of disappointments and heartaches, and that includes miscarriages. It also includes stillbirths. For those women who've experienced this, there is the consolation. Are you listening? There is the consolation that you, the mother of that child or children in hidden ways during the short time that you had together and there will be a happy reunion in heaven and the resurrection of the body in addition some women for various reasons they cannot get pregnant and so adoption and foster care are certainly wonderful God pleasing options God has good use of that as well some of you perhaps have lost a mother too soon, maybe to an accident, a heart attack, or a cancer. But once again, you have the Lord's promise to believers that he is the resurrection and the life, that there will be the resurrection of the body and life everlasting together in heaven. Yes, Mother's Day is bittersweet as well because we remain sinners in this life on this earth. What do I mean? Here's what I mean. Sometimes moms hurt their children, and sometimes children hurt their mothers. We sin against each other. Many moms have routinely violated their vocation by not living as faithful mothers. Some took the abortion route, others abused alcohol or drugs, or some committed adultery. We all know from personal experience, as well as witnessing it from afar, that people that we love the most It seems are the people that we seem to hurt the most. What we would never say, or what we would never do to a friend, a mother says to her child, and vice versa. And it's so, so tragic. There's so many heart-wrenching and heartbreaking things like this. And so now too many mothers and children no longer talk to one another. Grudges are white knuckly held. Anger festers and boils, resentment grows, bitterness escalates. You see, brothers and sisters, when sin runs lives, it ruins lives. It isolates. It destroys families and lives, not only in this life, but also in the next, I fear, most hellaciously. And this, brothers and sisters, is precisely why, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, Galatians 4. Here's my point. Jesus then has stepped up to the salvation plate. It's why he took on our flesh and blood from his mother, Mary, and got intimately involved with our curved in on our self-infested mess that we've made of our lives. Even though Jesus never sinned, Jesus chose to take all our sin in his holy body and answer for it completely and totally by shedding his divine blood on the cross. I'm here to tell all of you that our Lord Jesus and his blood cleanses and purifies you from all sin. The sin that you've committed against your mother and the sin that your mother has committed against you. Jesus brings peace. Jesus heals division between you and God and between you and each other. So, where there is sin between you and your mother, confess it. Tell the truth. Take responsibility for your action or your inaction. But more importantly, let Good Friday Jesus mediate. Speak his Good Friday word of forgiveness or absolution to each other. Let your mouth be the mouth of Jesus. Let your words be the words of Jesus in this particular and very concrete way. I forgive you, Mom. I forgive you, my son. I forgive you, my daughter. Jesus died for you. His blood is enough to cover our sin. I'm here to tell you, brothers and sisters, that the Lord's divine word of forgiveness will bear a ton of fruit in your life. His word of forgiveness for you will overflow from you and then into other people. His word of forgiveness is what enlivens you to live by faith only in him for salvation, but it also enables and strengthens you to live a life of sacrificial love for one another. So that you learn to live not for yourself. And if you're a mom, you live for your husband, for your children, for your family whereby you offer your body as a living sacrifice, 24-7-365. That's the fruit or the result of our Lord going the way of death on the cross to save you. Ladies, Jesus has redeemed your creatureliness to be a woman, and that would include a mother if you are. This is a foundational way that he has good use of you in the world. After all, if there are no mothers, there's no There's no life. It's as simple as that. And that's exactly why Adam called his wife Eve, because she was the mother of all the living, Genesis 3. Proverbs 31 puts it this way, and I'll close with this. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also. And he praises her this way. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful. Beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands, and let her works praise her in the gate. It's very good to be a mother. God blesses it, and he is well pleased with it. It's no wonder then that God wants us then to honor our mother. Happy Mother's Day, in the name of Jesus.